Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today I would like to know, Misty, do you still think we're all psychic? Um, yes. Yes. Lisa, Lisa, do you think that we're still all psychic? Always. Always. I mean, I can change my mind, but I don't think I will. Okay, good. Good, good, good. We can start the podcast off on a right foot. Yeah, um, right foot. And speaking of right foot, we want to talk about all the guests who have come on the show and put their right foot forward (laughs) and been vulnerable with us on the podcast. And this is a video podcast on Spotify listeners and watchers. And so we were thinking about how, you know, there's a lot in common. We've had, uh, I think we have like 270 or 280 podcasts right now that we recorded and posted and they're still posted. Um, there were a few little things I took out that were announcements, you know, I didn't leave them posted. But um, so out of that, I would say probably 200 of those are interviews, wouldn't you say? Maybe. Oh, more. yeah, definitely. We've done more interviews than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so listeners, we were wanting to talk about all the things we found in common with like, like the major things that we found in common with all these different intuitives, people learning their skills, people not even trying, not even knowing anything yet. And um, even like I was thinking as an example for that was when Carol Starr was on the show with an assistant she hired. I don't think you were there for that, Misty, but her assistant, it was it was the about Virgo mostly. And we couldn't find a Virgo, but she did. It was her assistant. She didn't know anything about this stuff. She was just stepping in as the the, uh, resident Virgo for that podcast. But yeah, you could relate, you know, to she was helping her uh, Carol start with astrology type marketing and stuff like that and tech stuff. But she did have some things to relate to us, even though she hadn't really worked with her energy as aware of it and pursuing it or anything. You know, her job is more marketing and stuff like that. But um. So one of the things I found very much in common, they kind of go hand in hand. People, a lot of people who come on the show say that they have had some kind of trauma that opened up everything for them mm-hmm. in their childhood. And the people who didn't have any trauma open it up, they tended to, when they were little, if they were having experiences, psychic experiences of any kind, it seems like they had like really good ones with spirits, you know, like angelic presence and you know guardian angels talking to them and really kind entities and stuff like that you know so that's something i have noticed big time this is like the two difference you know the two different ones the types of people and then there's a third type who didn't have anything happen to them and then they just pursued it but mm-hmm. i don't have as many of those but there are a lot of them yeah you know? there are. have you noticed that too yeah um i have but I think that, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, um, the ones that have gone through trauma, you know, they have nowhere to go inside their head, but that certain little space and that certain little space is what um, opens up our psychic abilities more, I think. I think it is that little space. I don't know. I think it it should be a bigger space, but I just think it's a little space that you can just go to and, and, and get everything around you and. Anything that's happening to you, I think that your mind has to go to that space in a lot of circumstances or you wouldn't be able to survive it, Um, whatever the trauma is that you're going through. You're right. It's a disassociation kind of thing. But it it is very magical when people can 
escape what's happening to them in a way and be somewhere completely different in their mind spirit not experiencing what trauma might be happening but there were some people who had ongoing traumas like a dysfunctional family or something like that all their childhood uh there were a few people like that and they couldn't block it out all the time so i think like in those cases they would talk about it a little bit but they kind of learned a lot more with their empathy i think because they had to feel out the energy to see if anyone was moody you know if their mood had changed oh yeah um like my older stepson um i didn't raise him all the time like i did spencer but um he learned that that i used to call him a ninja when he first moved in at 18 for good at that time and uh because he would walk around so quietly and you couldn't feel his presence because some people can just make their presence just like you're not yeah there. they walk in the door and it's just like here i am yeah well no no you know what i mean how some they're people like yeah. yeah they're the opposite like yeah. I, I went over to savvy's house the other day and i walked in her garage and she was sitting in the garage i didn't even sense her i i had no idea she was there and she's like hi hello yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people can just like close their energy, and and then Terry was really great at that. I mean, he could just make it seem like he didn't exist. His presence was gone when he was in the room, and I think mm-hmm. that that may have come from you know dysfunctional families that go on and on and on. You live with them for a long time instead of just one or two incidents that really mess you up and tra- traumatize you. You get you used know? to it. Yeah. yeah, and he had, and in his example, he had to find ways to not be noticed so that he wouldn't have any fighting or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so sad too. Yeah, a lot of people. I think that's how they develop. They, uh, you know, for me, my I didn't have the traumas and I didn't have uh, any kind of real experiences. I had a big imagination, but I was more of the type who went and pursued it. Right. Um, but I mean, we can all look at our childhoods and find something that was traumatic to our little girl selves, a little person inside us, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think like, like for me, I really didn't like being criticized as a kid. I didn't really care what people thought of me, but I really wanted them to love me, you know, I wanted to be loved. Yeah. So criticism often for me was they don't love me. I didn't, I just made that on my own. If I'm being criticized and they don't love me, the little, right. little kid reasoning, you know? So, um, I would avoid any kind of criticism, any kind of like time to sit down and talk about what's wrong with you, Lisa. You know, and that's not how it went. But you know, right? You, you didn't do those dishes well enough. You didn't do this well enough. You didn't do that good enough. You know, stuff like that would really bother me, and I would feel unloved. And yeah. uh, so I would go into my imagination and play with the imaginary things or whatever, last animals, stuffed animals, the stories I played in my head with my toys. I wouldn't necessarily have to have my toys. I would prefer to have them. But sometimes even with the toys or in my imagination, I'd reenact what happened. You know, I didn't realize I was doing that because it's their personalities and their stories, you know, the dog family, glass animal family or whatever. And, you know, maybe like the mom was hard on the puppy because the puppy, you know, didn't poop in the right spot outside or something, you know, mm-hmm. and the puppy feels really bad and eats it, you know, stuff like that. Maybe all crazy, you know, because they're animals and I would go the to the extreme, you know, and I didn't realize I was actually kind of psychologically working through just being criticized for the first time, you know, yeah. life as, as far as I knew it as and, you know, knowing what's going on, you know, yeah. and a lot of it wasn't criticism. A lot of it was just don't do that. You'll hurt yourself. <laughs> you know, right. from a voice. You, know, you needed to learn. 
yeah, the energy behind it was like, oh, they hate me. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, not that's what's all going it was on. They're teaching. Yeah, that's how you yeah. perceived it. Yeah. 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 It's so, funny how you perceive different things in different ways, too, especially yes. this one. Very much. I remember my mom in Chattanooga. So we moved there when I was four or five. And it was right after we moved there. She said, Lisa, don't touch the stove because I was wanting to reach up and touch it. She's like, Lisa, don't touch the stove. It's really hot. It'll hurt. And of course, (laughs) I got up there. Yeah. And she's like, I told you. And she was more worried about me. Of course. Seeing her. But I took it as I did wrong by mom, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's me the way I was thinking, not necessarily how I was being treated. Right. Because who wouldn't be like, Right. Especially your kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, I just told her not to. Yeah. (laughs) She had to find out the hard way. She should have told you to touch it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. then he never would have touched it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there, uh, something else I've noticed with, uh, well, pretty much everybody on the podcast, but the people who, um, especially the ones who've had a lot of trauma, I think um, they're nice. They're really kind. You know, mm-hmm. these people who maybe, and especially in the dysfunctional types of families or situations growing up, they probably are the only nice people in their in their age group of the family, you know, because it seems like a lot of them come from the the guests have come from families who told them not to talk about anything like this if it's happening. But on the trauma end of it, I feel like these people really work through the trauma with energy, with spirituality, with their mind, with their heart, with their soul. And they're just nice people once they have started processing and working and they're nice to everybody because they can really understand where people are coming from because they've been there. Or they can do the opposite and be mean as hell and do what they had been through onto others. Right. But we you haven't had any of them on the podcast <laughs> that okay, I know of. Yeah. No, but there are I'm people saying that it can, you know, they, they think that that's how you're supposed to treat people. Yes. You know, that's the way they were treated. And they just, that they act out in that way because of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> yes. Watch out. <laughs> so is there anything I have a list of stuff that I've noticed? Is there anything in particular that you've noticed um, in common with a lot of our guests? I think that all of them eventually wanted something to believe in. They wanted something to reach out to help them. They yeah. needed that in order to move on. Or even get through whatever it was they were trying to get through. That they really wanted to know themselves yes. and figure that out. Yes. And that's the way to. Yeah. To figure out. Maybe they eventually got to that realization. I have to really know myself. I thought I did. Mm, mm-hmm. Why do I do this? No, I don't want to think about that. You know, and then you have to. <laughs> no, I have yeah. to. Can. I mean, and, it's, it's healthy to do. It is. You it know? Is. Self-reflection and, and not being hard on ourselves when like thinking about the criticism you know i shouldn't have been like that you know no it's okay that you were like that you learned from even taking it the wrong way you know a comment or something mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it, they they wanted something external that i'm not the person necessarily not a cat or dog wiener dog but like a soul the spiritual side an angel to come and, and just mm-hmm. give them to faith. rescue them rescue them, Help them. yeah yeah. 
And, and you know what the beauty of that is, is you can be rescued and you can come to the other side of that. You know, you can get out of that rut. You can. Yes. Yes, you can. We've watched so many people on this podcast having done that in the process of doing it too. Mm -hmm. You know, as for some, I think it is a lifelong process for me, uh, you know, dealing with things that have bothered me in my past, definitely a sneak up. You yeah, know, where ah, I thought I processed all that. <laughs> yeah, not that thing. Yeah. And that's a good question. How do you? How do you get through things like that? You know, I guess you turn to try to find yourself, like we said, and turn to spirituality and try to figure you know things out on that side. But I mean, how do you really get rid of it for good? Yeah, you I know, guess. How do you that. know that you've gotten rid of it for good? Yeah, how do you know? I, I, don't I, know. I got somewhere. You know, I guess when it quits popping out anywhere i guess you know that you've gotten rid of it but well i do have an example i don't know if i've said talked about i don't think i've talked about this on the podcast but i was madly in love with this guy for years and somewhere and i thought about him ever i haven't haven't seen him since i was in my 20s but um and i haven't kept in touch with him but um when i was married to mikey about three years in four years in i was like i stop thinking about this i wasn't even romantically thinking of him he would just be on my mind because i was so used to thinking of him i wasn't thinking like i wish i could make out with him or anything like that just wonder what he's doing is he happy you know Mm -hmm. he he would just come to mind for some reason Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i'm done thinking about that guy i'm not even in love with him i don't want any kind of relationship with him and it's just a habit to think about this person now right forever you know and met this person at 14 so it was a long time and um and it was like that the first minute i saw this person so um i decided i would just stop every time i caught myself thinking about him i'd remind myself that i'm done with that i'm not gonna have that in my subconscious anyway in my life and it was processed took about a year and then i just stopped thinking about that's a good point mind ever matter kind of thing it really was. It really was. And and it wasn't thinking about him for any other reason but habit, you know? Right. Or, or just even, you just you can't stop. You think right. you can't stop. You know, I know exactly how you feel on that. You know, I've, I've had, you know, similar situations, you know, young, when I was younger. And it's like you're dreaming of something that's never to come or never even was. Yeah. It's like you're making it up in your head how. Yeah. What would have happened. Right. When knowing dang well it's not what would have happened or no. Happened. No. But yeah, you're making it up. you're making your own ending to the story. Yes, there was no closure with that person. Yeah. That was part of it. I think that and we've talked about that with Jennifer Love before on the podcast. Yes. And she gave us really good advice that one time about, you know, if you're in a relationship and it doesn't end well, I remember she gave the advice of do your own ending in your head. And did thinking that way and it will will help you get through it i thought that was just the most excellent advice I've that heard. is and you know that really is mm-hmm. I, I forgot about that but i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna use that <laughs> yeah <laughs> use that. So you're using good. your your imagination too and your spirits and spirit guides are all in in twine you know to help you move on so yes I don't know. I thought that was really good advice. Yes, it is. It's very good advice. And I think that would go, you know, I think that you could use that towards anything in life, any kind of trauma. Yeah. Make it to where it had a happy ending, mm-hmm. especially if it didn't in yes. your mind and keep doing that over and over again. And then maybe the ending you want. 
you would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is good. Usually it'll just go away. Hopefully. I mean, I'm not an expert or anything, but. Yeah, me neither. But that, it, it, you know, with the, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of any like hardcore traumas. I mean, other than being psychotic, that was a trauma. That was. A well, yeah, that was experience. a trauma. That was the yeah. traumatic experience of my life. Uh-huh. Um, and I still. I wouldn't talk about what happened during the psychosis for about probably about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking about telling people what, like a little bit about what would happen, the details. Um, not too many details because they're horrifying. Well, yeah. <laughs> horrifying at the time. Um, but it doesn't, uh, if it happened again, I don't know what, if that, that particular type of psychosis and trauma happened again, I don't know how I'd handle it because I'd, I'd handle it differently because I would know what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the right. time, you yeah, know and you're older. And, and it was with and that's happened before. So the first time yeah. it happened, I I I thought this was just how it is. Because that's how it makes you well, how else are you gonna think? Yeah, yeah. it's just it's like I've always been this way. Yeah, it's really weird. And then um over the years, it medication really helped and therapy, but mainly talking to people when I finally did and telling them what the details. Not the nasty, not the hardcore details, but just the basics to get the idea of what it was. And I don't know something about telling someone and made it less real. Because it is. It, it's ridiculous scenarios that could never happen. Right. It's but you like didn't the know that. Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, it was it was really good to get it off my chest after. Yeah. It, it felt good. It was like kind of yeah. weight lifted off of you. Yeah. And I don't have a fear of it anymore because at one point I did I did have another psychotic episode, but it wasn't a full break like that one time. It was just like a, a few hours. Like I think I think I went comatose, not comatose. I'm sorry, catatonic, because that's what happens eventually. I'll just go catatonic. And I did not have my main medication for psychosis at the time. I had run out and oh. like there was a gap between when I could get it. It was something weird like that. And I think I'd gone like three days without it. And on that oh, day, this is when I really needed that loxapine that I took at the time. And um, on the third day, I just, I did. I went catatonic. I just laid there. And uh, I think I was, I was with Mikey at that time. And he just, I don't know how this happened, but he went and got my medicine. So for some reason, I wasn't going to get it or it was just ready that day. And I couldn't go get it because I was catatonic. And right. he went and got it. I got yelled at for it. But uh, for him having to go get it, but I, but he was yelling at me and stuff, trying to get me out of that. I kind of remember it when I was, when I'm catatonic, I can remember it. But what's happening is there are so many thoughts going through my head and so many different realities at the same time in my mind and in my body and in my physical and in my energy. I don't know what's going on. It's just all too much. And I'll just stop. You know, I'll just, yeah. I can't respond or anything. It's just all too much. Yeah, the most overwhelming. Mine does that on on purpose because I can't yeah. take it anymore. Yeah, I, I, I have to it. shut down. Yeah, it shuts down. Yeah, yeah. that interesting. Yeah, that's another example. Well, that yeah, the, yeah, the energy kind of helping me and taking over because that's yeah, it does. You know, that's I don't think that's brain power. I don't think it's my emotions. It's it's. I mean, catatonia, catatonia. I think it's something that is psychological. It's and it's chemical, you know, but it, it mm-hmm. also happens energetically. Yes. For me, it did, you know, 
because I could. It was weird because like when when Mikey was yelling, Get, come on, come on, you're not catatonic. Come on. Yeah. And I just remember like seeing the sound waves in, and I was that was just one part of what I was experiencing in my head when I'm catatonic was like it was like in a tunnel, uh, like he was down in a tunnel and his words were coming at me like. Yeah. You know, I see a uh, dolphin, those little those dolphin mm-hmm. things on TV where they have a little boop, 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 boop coming out. Mm-hmm. It was looked like that, like rings of sound. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really disorienting. Um, but time, time really is the thing that fixes everything in my case, you know, is as long as that fixes, but it, it gets easier to deal yeah. with and and it goes away i forget some things you know and that, that i love forgetting yeah. <laughs> that things you know yeah that, that that's a good blessing on your mind too yes you know, it, it does seem to forget you know and you know what else is kind of curious too is like when you're in the most painful event in your life as far as physically painful it's like once it's over you kind of forget about it I mean, you know that you were in pain. Like birth? But like, yeah, Child but you birth. don't actually go back there. You know what I'm saying? You know that it hurt, but your mind won't let you yeah. back to that place. And it's kind of like that with having like COVID or a really bad flu or something. And you just, you, you're di- you're dead for a week or whatever. You're just lying there. Just anything, make this stop. And, and as soon as I'm better, you know, I, I forgot all about it. I can't remember. Right, right. You know, it is weird. Something like that. You do forget mm-hmm. how intense like the pain was or mm-hmm. something like that. But when it's happening, it's just brutal. But we do forget. And my, my one thing that always pops into my head, like we, when you said that was childbirth. My mother yeah, always said that was my the thing. Because they say that's one of the most painful things like ever. And Dang. I mean, I've done it. Yeah. I've never done it naturally, so I can't really say. Good. <laughs> I've had other painful, very painful things happen to me. And I guess to get through it, my mind, the way I get through it, things is, is I, I, I talk reason with myself. You know, I'll be like, Misty, you know, I know this is painful, but you're going to get through it. You know, it's going to yeah. be better in the next, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes or, or whatever. Yeah. I think the most painful thing I've ever been through was when I had a, um, Oh, stone, a kidney stone. That was the first one I ever had. That was, I have to say, the most pain my body physically has ever I can't imagine. I've never had a kidney stone. Horrible. Like, I I really (laughs) thought I was dying. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Uh, uh. Did you have surgery for it or did you just have to pass? It it ended up passing the day before they were going to take it out. So I had to live with it for a while. Yeah, yeah, it was really good timing. Did it hurt when it passed? I'm just curious because you know. no, not really. It was it was relief. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I bet it was. Relief. Yeah, I like, bet oh, it was. Yes, a lot of relief because you didn't have <laughs> surgery either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the pain, bad. and it was the pain just instantly gone. Um, I was sore. Okay. So, but but that sharp edginess pain was was no longer there. But it was, and, still- and you can't remember it really, can you? Like all I can remember pain. is it was sharp, and it was the most painful thing I'd been through. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember it. No, because my mind took it away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, if we in the grand scheme of things with evolution and 
you know, survival of the fittest. <laughs> yes. Like if, if we stayed in those pain moments, we wouldn't be surviving. No. <laughs> and that's the beautiful way that your mind works. Yeah. It's one of them. Yeah. It's really cool. It is. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed with uh, some of the guests is that they all really love animals and nature. Mm-hmm. They go for walks. Yeah, they they have pets. Uh, I mean, how many podcasts have we had? And Frank comes up or Gandalf comes up and they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're all animal lovers. Well, half of them communicate with animals. I know. It's like they know which ones to pop up in. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, it's really great. (laughs) It's awesome. But that's definitely something I found most of our guests, they who are actively working with the energy, they're like, ground yourself, go walk in the grass with your bare feet, go out to some woods. You know, that's one mm-hmm. of the things they always give advice about too. And they do it themselves. Animals so heal too. They, they can really heal you. They really do. They really do. And my cats do. I know that, you know, <laughs> I do too. Yeah. yeah. I just love animals. Period. Me too. Me too. They're just but love. Roaches can die, but um, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not really animals. They're like, no, they don't count. I don't know what they are. They're not from here. <laughs> but that's something I have noticed. Um, definitely. Uh, let's see. Uh, things I have written down. Um, oh, this is something I love. Um, a lot of the guests say this. Like, I would say it doesn't usually happen during the podcast, but before or after the podcast. Sometimes during the podcast, they'll say, I have nobody to talk about this stuff to. So great to be able to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Usually it's after. Yeah. Usually after. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're like, yeah, so we love it too. You know, it's right. We, we did it. That's <laughs> why we're we doing it. <laughs> and um, yeah, they just, they're, they're just so, and, and the look on their faces looks like relief and wide eyes. It's just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. so great. And then you're not treating me like I'm crazy, you know? And like, no, <laughs> you're not. <I'm> club. <laughs> yeah. And um, and they say they really love to talk about it, too. You know, mm-hmm. when they get to talk about it, it's really fun, especially to other people who are involved with it in any way and know stuff about it. And they can have a, a conversation like we do with yeah, all our guests about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, we're all a part of spirit. and we're, we're all, you know, a part of this, you know, big thing called, you know, life. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're all the same, you know, no matter how you look at it. You know, it's just our skin. But yeah. We all have spirit inside of us you know whether you want to admit it or not you know and we all need to connect that way you know and yeah. if we connected more in spirit the world would be such a better place yeah you think about this like did you ever go camping reading girl scouts or anything like yeah, that I went camping. yeah i love yeah, camping. camping did you yeah. ever um when like have the campfire stories and the scary stories around the campfire or anything oh, like yeah that? so like that that kind of makes me think of uh talking about energy work you know sitting around the fire talking about yeah it does doesn't it everybody loves it that's the best part of the trip sitting around the fire eating s'mores and hot dogs and telling scary stories or stories you know and that's what it reminds me of on the podcast sometimes so it's like we're on a vacation with these people we've never met for an hour (laughs) And, and you know we do get to talk about stuff we can't talk to anyone really i mean i mean i could talk to my boyfriend about it i can talk to some friends about it talk to my parents about it but not like we do on the podcast right Um, and they all have said that they love being able to yeah yes it's definitely a a relief to be yeah is there anything else you've noticed 
I've noticed a lot of things. <laughs> oh, gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> well, I've noticed that, that, you know, after the podcast, you know, when they are relieved, it's just like a lot of times that they don't want to uh, let us go. Yeah. You know, they're just so, you know, attached to, to having somebody like that to talk to. Yeah. I think we all need somebody like that to talk to. Definitely. One person in our life that we can, you know, spiritually connect with. Yeah, and I'm usually wiped out after a podcast, so I I, I don't. And I'm also always worried that I'm going to lose the recording if I don't. From the old days, like I'd be like, oh, I'm going to lose my recording. I don't know why it happened. You know, it's still there. It's Mm -hmm. just listeners and watchers were on Zoom. So Zoom, if you use it, you know this. But if you don't, you record on Zoom and you record it onto your computer. It has to like compile. I don't know. It does does, like, you know, it it thinks and processes and stuff. And then you have the video, but it doesn't do that until after you can end the meeting. So I always had this anxiety about losing the whole podcast, you know, if I didn't mm-hmm. get off right away and go that ahead. That would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, we've had podcasts where the audio is weird lots of times. Oh, yeah. Haven't we, though? Yeah. And I was watching the one with uh, Miriam the other day, um, and I noticed it when I mixed it, and I was watching it again, and her voice cuts out a couple times, and it's all like, so we still do have some weird things like that happen, you know? Yeah, I guess it would be the same if we didn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's still some little things, but, um, and that's something I've noticed is like, uh, with energy workers who um talk about their traumas and stuff those are the ones where stuff kind of goes wrong in the podcast sometimes with oh, yeah. tech stuff them maybe yeah. reliving it or something or i don't know i've noticed that though mm-hmm. you know? yeah i have too and um oh the other thing i was saying i have written down here is that like a lot of the guests this goes along with what we're talking about too being able to talk to someone they found groups when they were older, like circles and witch groups and spiritual groups, yoga groups, you know, all kinds of different um, support. Oh, yeah. For what they do. And and uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish we had that around here. Something like yes. That, you know, we can start it. Yeah. With what money? <laughs> Y'all start with one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> The only other thing I have written down is, I think I did talk about this already, um, that people were told by the authority figures and their parents and teachers mm-hmm. and stuff not to talk about things that did happen to them. That mm-hmm. was very common. Now, we had a few people whose parents would be like, you can talk about it at home, but just, you know, keep it on the down low when you're at school and stuff because people don't understand or they'll say you're different. Or, you know. But that was very, I don't remember too many of those. Most of the ones I remember. Um, that that they had in common was just being told not to and feeling I, it goes all the way back to Courtney. I think, you know, like way back in our first couple seasons, people were saying this. And the thing that stands out to me is authority in particular, because that was the word they a lot of people would use authority figures, you know, someone who supposedly has more authority than this. Mm-hmm. Kid. And uh, and the kids like, but it's happening. And they're like, no, it's not. Shh. And so it gets really confusing. Can you imagine how confusing it would be? You know, because it's sad. It is sad. And I think it's changing. I think it is. But I hope it is. Yes. I would love to see that change happen a lot. I hope we're still alive when we see it. (laughs) It'll happen. Yeah. I can't wait to see, you know, where children are actually teaching us. 
Yes, I know. And then and wiping our butt. I know more than <laughs> when we're old and spiritually. <laughs> What'd you say? They know more than us spiritually. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're closer to that connection, that source. Yes, because they're younger. Yes. Listen to them. They have, and they don't know the words we know. They don't know the they don't. phrases and stuff. So they have unique ways. But we them. don't want to listen to them when they do. We want to just, talk, oh, we don't talk about that. Or yeah, You do. You yeah. listen. And I do. But a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Why? I, 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 I loved having children. I mean, I have biological children. I loved raising children. Mm-hmm. When it's like raising Spencer and the time I spent raising Gabrielle and Fina got razor, but I, you know, I spent a lot of time with her um, after I babysat her for a couple of years. But I really enjoyed hearing what they had to say. More yeah, than, you I loved watching them grow up and come out of that blah, blah, blah phase to a blah, blah, blah phase and into a, a conversation. You know, yes, it's fun. It's wonderful. I'm watching the children like grow into people. You know, they're already mm-hmm. people. They're little people, and they don't have those big vocabularies. So what they do say is just really profound a lot of the time. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. it's very sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet. Yes, it is. They got that heavenly, heavenly voice. They still have that little <laughs> angel smell right here. They yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what makes them so special. And to ruin that is just horrible. So yes. and some people, the, the the bad people, they they look for that. It's like yeah, they do. They look for the sweet ones. Mm-hmm. It's so corrupt. So. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But um, have you noticed? The thing is, yeah, that's pretty much all the notes I had that I picked up on that I've noticed being reoccurring themes for a lot of our guests. But do you have any other observations? Well, uh, uh, you know, I've noticed that the the more that we do these podcasts the more people out there that want to connect to spirit and they want to, you know, figure things out for themselves and they want to figure out who they are, yes. you know, that never stops. It just goes on and on. And I love that. Yeah. Everybody wants to, you know, it, it all starts somewhere and, and, and it just trickles on down. And something else people say is um, once you learn some of this stuff, there's a oh, it just gives more and more and more and more. Know, like That's another dig, thing people say. Dig yeah. you, you dig deeper into the hole there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love. Yes. Me really too. about it. It's, um, it's never ending. There's more and more. It just never ends. There's so much to mm-hmm. it. There, there is. It's, it's your imagination. It never ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We can go on and on and on. <laughs> and at this time, we won't go on and on and on. I'll go. No. <laughs> we could. Ever clear. <laughs> we could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you would rather go watch football with Justin, right? Oh, you know that. <laughs> So we would love to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. You deserve. You deserve it. And uh, Rustic Psychic School app is in the Google Play and in the Apple Store. We had the first couple classes. No one showed up, but that's okay. Because then we decided that we would also offer um, downloadable classes. You know, so the teachers were, we talked about this and um, I think Nathan gave me the idea when I was talking with him after the podcast. Yeah, I learned a lot um, from him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was like, why not offer both live and and I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
listeners and watchers, we're going to have the teachers are going to start recording some some classes that you can just get downloaded uh, from the app onto your phone or you can stream it and learn from it that way. So that's probably we'll have two different ways that you can learn right now. And there's lots of reading on the app. So, yeah. Yes. Lots. <laughs> All right. And um, lastly, listeners and watchers and Misty, thank you. I love you. Thank you, Lisa. Misty gave me some awesome Christmas presents. All oh, we did our Christmas. Misty gave me some awesome presents. Yeah, I got this candelabra. I, I posted it on Instagram. If you saw that thing, that was it. She gave me it. <laughs> it was really oh, cool. It is really cool. I'm yeah. going to handle it after this and go sit and stare at it. I don't blame you. And uh, and watchers, we couldn't have Jade tonight. Uh, We we had rescheduled with Jade so many times, but she's coming back. She did the channeled messages, one of the channeled messages guests. And she's coming back to talk about when she channeled our messages and what happened afterwards. You know, we're going to tell her what happened. And you're late, all that good stuff. And lastly, uh, I guess, have a great time. Evening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we love you. We love you. Peace and out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and watching. <laughs> thank you, Missy. <laughs> Bye. Peace we out. Love you. Love you.